0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to This Ocean Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Uh, As always, thank you so much for being here and supporting the podcast and listening and tuning in and for all the great support. Uh, Today, we got another really fun one here. We speak with Tony Rappaccioli uh, from Noosa, Queensland, Australia. And so today we talk about longboarding and surf photography a bunch of really cool things that Tony's involved with out there in the beautiful waters around Nusa. So today then, Tony shares his stories on learning to surf at Nusa, one of the most famous longboard surf communities in the world. We hear Tony's perspective on the surfers and waves that make up this really special place. We hear of Tony's positive approach to surfing, enjoying both the ocean and people around him in the water. We hear about rediscovering Tony's love for photography through shooting the surfers and surf scenes at Noosa and Tony's approach to sharing photos with the community. We also hear of a great perspective on introducing children to the ocean, the animals living in and around Noosa and Zenheiser.com, a great music business that Tony has built. So a lot of great perspective from a guy born in Britain, moved to Noosa, learned to surf sort of midway through life and is out there crushing it and loving life in the water. Uh, with this community and those around him, his family, et cetera. So thanks for sharing Tony's Ocean Life with us and being here. would love to get um, your feedback, your comments on your podcast app. A nice three, four, five star rating if you feel that's worthy would be killer. But even more important than all of that would be to get rid of the straws, reduce the plastic. Let's all work together on that. And that's not easy, but I've started to notice even my own behavior is changing and not using the straws, not using the plastic lids and, geez what if we all did that who knows how much less plastic would be floating around so middle of the summer hope everybody's getting out having some fun depends what hemisphere you're in but as always thanks for being here hope you enjoy this one so now let's get into the ocean life of tony rapacioli so tony you know as i mentioned you know i i saw you your instagram and facebook and just you know a couple things struck me one is uh a lot of the just really nice shots that you're taking of other surfers down in your home, you know, your, your neck of the woods there in Noosa in Queensland. Um, but then also some, I saw a bunch of shots of you yourself surfing and, you know, a lot of nice style, goofy foot, you know, really nice style. So, <laughs> so let's start with uh, the surfing part, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah what are sure. you doing today? What boards are you riding? Where are you at? Just give, give us a lay of the land, man, what you're doing surfing right now. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so well... I started surfing, um, oh, it must have been about six years ago now, uh, coming close to maybe seven. Um, we, we Yeah, we lived in Perth before we moved to Toulouse. I'm a I'm a London boy, so um, I've never really surfed before. Okay? Moved to, to Perth. Um, we had a surfing lesson, me and the wife, and it was onshore slop. Uh, it was horrible. I felt seasick after about half an hour. An hour. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I thought, that's it, I'm done. This surfing thing is just not, it's not for me. I really, really don't agree with it. But then we we moved to Noosa and we've got a, a daughter. She was, oh, she must have been about a year, year and a half old. And we're walking through the National Park here. The National Park is beautiful. It's all surrounded by points. There's literally one point after the other. And, I, you know, I've never really seen people on boards surfing a kind of, you know, the traditional style and, um, you know, it was glassy, it was clean, waist high, people catching these lovely waves and nose riding. And, and something just twigged. It just that point where you go, oh, you know, I think I can actually really enjoy that. It's yeah. very different to how it was with that second lesson in Perth. So I went down to the Noosa Woods here, and there's a place that rents boards, and I rented a nine-foot Foamy and, and took it out. And within a couple of paddles, I caught my first wave. And that was pretty much it. I was sold. Hook, line, sinker. I was, yeah. I, was, I was connected to the ocean. I was in it. And as far as I was concerned, I'm going to surf. Yeah. And that turned into probably, oh, maybe four or five days a week just practicing down at the grind, just going straight to the beach. Nothing yeah. exciting, but, uh, but just loving every minute of it. And I think that's one of the beauties of surfing is when you're learning as well, there's no um, There's no issues. There's no stress. You're just enjoying it just for the moment. Yeah. And, um, it just grew and grew on me. I started meeting other people um, and then one day a friend of mine said let's go to Tea Tree and I don't know if you know much about the points here but Tea Tree is a beautiful little point break, it's tucked in the national park, can't right. see any houses, you can't see any man-made structures, your, your cell phone doesn't work there, so you do, you're completely disconnected from, from ev- everyone and you're literally connected to the ocean. I've gone out there must have been about three four foot <clears throat> pretty solid nice and clean and I didn't know what I was doing all i had been learning was to go straight from the beach So I rocked up there with my friend and I couldn't get my head around why there was only one person on the wave at a time and No one explained to me, you know, surf etiquette or surf rules Yeah,
0: but
1: yeah, so I thought sorry I'm going on one of these waves dropped in on this poor guy I nearly killed him I got wiped out he got wiped out we both got Wrapped up with each other, and and I got screened out in front of the, the lineup, and I thought, nah, I think I need to just go and stay back in the woods, and uh, I did that and stayed and and learned pretty quickly surf etiquette, and then it was just a progression from there, going from there to, to Main Beach at the First Point, getting comfortable with waves there, um, you know, starting to meet the locals and and understanding how how surf culture works, yeah, and then. Year after year, you know, you get to know more people. You progress, and I moved from there to Little Cove to Nationals, then round to Tea Tree, and pretty much now, I'd say six, seven years later, you know, surfing's really important to me. I absolutely love it. If there's, uh, if the swells right, the winds blowing in the right direction, I'm out there as much as I can, depending yeah. on work, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm addicted to, to the ocean, and uh, I'm, so blessed that I live here in Noosa, especially since we have a. Uh, we have all these point breaks around the national park, but if they're not working and the wind's blowing oh, right, yeah. we still have all the open beaches as well. So you can right. go wrap around the other side and catch waves pretty much anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we're, we're pretty stoked living here. I can't think of anywhere better to live. And uh, yeah, surfing's, surfing's definitely um, embedded itself in me. I don't think it's going anywhere for a long, long time <laughs> Unless, until the yeah. knees give out, I think. And then that's, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But that's, I mean, that's cool because, you know, when I, I was looking at, again, this video is on Facebook. That's actually, oh, it's one of those memory things that popped up from a year ago. And you're sliding this wave and, and like just the style yeah. and your you said, now that you've told me you've only been surfing not only, but you've been surfing for six years and started kind of middle age. Like I think you were yeah, already yeah. kind of naturally like y- y- your body was already tuned to being able to do it. Cause you look like you've been surfing for like 26 years, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: Thank you. That's, that's a lovely compliment. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know what it is. It's just, ah, uh, some people get surfing, some people don't. And, and, and I just, I got, I got it straight away. Not, not in, in quality of surfing, just in that surfing mindset. I just absolutely love being out in the ocean and, you know, you watch, we're pretty lucky here in News because there's a lot of amazing surfers. I mean, you think <clears throat> from people you probably yeah. know, I'm sure like uh, Harrison Roach, Matt Cudahy, people like that who right. travel around the world, surf pretty really well. But we've also just local people that that other people might not know, about, like Sam crookshank Vince Young, Cody Delaney, Mika. Moore or Jack Lawrence they're all amazing surfers and
0: yeah and
1: I, you know, I was luck, lucky and fortunate enough to, to you know to not only surf these waves but to watch everyone else and you kind right. really, you watch everyone else and you think oh, I would like to surf like that but I think you just every single person has their own style you can, you know how you can you can stand on the beach and just watch someone and know who they are surfing just by their stance or the way they cut back or you know yeah. bought and or and 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 that's pretty much it. I love that everyone everyone manages to to create their own finesse uh, out there. Whether whether you know you go for your regular the way you you know whether you're whatever standard you're at as well. Whether you know you're hanging heels or whether you're just learning how to cross that. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. And and yeah. yeah, I I've just yeah fallen for it. Hook line and sinker.
0: Yeah, man. And that's cool too. That you I mean you're 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 in the middle of a hotbed of of longboarding progression you know and 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 look, I, i'm yeah. halfway around the world and i i haven't seen it i haven't felt the noose of vibe i've talked to some folks like you mentioned tom Wagner, john brace and other guys yeah. who know who know longboarding and have grown up for 50 plus years longboarding and they get it and they and when those guys like that say that is happening you know it's happening and then seeing yeah. pictures and stuff but what's it like i mean you're it, we all we all, you know it continues to get improve and just change the way that their style over time but for you to be yeah. out in a normal day and seeing any number of those guys and gals you just mentioned who are just pushing yeah. alongboarding you know, um, what's it like to be able to surf with all those types of characters and oh, just that kind of style? Like, like yeah, it's pretty, out. It's, it's
1: pretty awesome. We're, we're we're very lucky. I think I'm I'm very fortunate because of my job. I'm 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 quite uh, relaxed in when I can take time off uh, to go and surf. So if I'm lucky, you know, four four times a week I might be able to get uh, just scoot out for an hour and a half and i only live like three four minute drive from from the point so so that that's very fortunate for me that i can do that but yeah i mean just watching some of these people as well is just phenomenal and that's i think i think what got me back into photography was uh just the the style and awe of of these people when they're on a wave is phenomenal and that news is it's a small town, you know, tucked away an hour and forty-five minutes from Brisbane, and it still has that kind of towny feel. It's getting much busier now as most people, you know, realise this place exists. Right. But um, but the 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 kind of community, especially the surfing community, you know, everyone knows each other. Everyone's pretty chilled and relaxed, and and we're happy out there. You know, there, there's something about uh, surfing tea tree or granite, which is tucked in the national park and away from everything, where a lot of people are uh, are connected. You can sit out there, and it's not just about catching the waves. It's also sitting out there and having a chat, having a chin wag, and, and leaving leaving all your stress and everything on the beach, and just yeah. just being out there with the other people. And and that seems to be part of you know most people's feeling of of the ocean and surfing here. So. Most people as well seem to to find time in their week or weekend to get out there. So most people you're seeing on a na- uh, regular basis, whether it's, you know, two times a week or three or four, and you're chatting to them for yeah. an hour and a half each day. So it, it's a really nice connection between everyone here, which is a lovely thing to have.
0: Oh, wow, it's a great. The community is, if longboarding's cool. And one thing that's, you know, I just dig is, You know, having grown up surfing for, ah, geez, probably 40, almost 40 years and I'm dating myself, but you know, there's different, there's surfing community as a whole. And then there's yep. sort of sub-communities sub within that, right? There's the shortboard, there's longboard, short yeah. long and maybe there's some kind of mixture in between. And, and they're each somewhat different, but especially as I get older, and maybe like you mentioned, the knees and your body, like I just yeah. gravitate more towards longboarding because it just suits my body now. But yeah. it's also just a more, a more mellow vibe, you know? And so I get yeah. that what you're saying is being in a beautiful place with beautiful waves, with people who are really enjoying it and using surfing as like, a, a meditative approach to just leaving everything else behind and just interacting with nature you know
1: yeah yeah it's it's phenomenal it's 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 a it's a great great thing and and you know um, especially up here in Noosa in, in you know Newsa when we first moved here it wasn't anything to do with surfing it was just because of the the actual culture of the place the way it's a very relaxed town you know it's great restaurants it's lovely climate here Um we're kind of subtropical so everything's nice and green we don't really have a winter so that was the main reason for moving here but once i realized as well that you know this is a surfy town and i got into yeah. that and everything yeah. just clicked all the cogs wow. just worked really yeah. really
0: well ah, that's cool so to so talk yeah. about your quiver today man what, what boards you riding
1: well the thing is, we we log here. We log a lot. Ninety-five percent of the time, it's longboard waves, and it's pretty much everyone serves a kind of traditional way here. So, yeah. at the moment, yeah. I have two Bing levitators. Uh, both of those are nine nine. Um, the one I pretty much ride nearly every day, unless it gets too big, is oh, it's about twenty-four and a quarter wide and two and seven eighths thick. Um, a little bit of concave in the nose and a bit of a tail lift. Yep. It's uh, glass, really heavy. With I think it's an eight and a ten ballon on top and a ten on the bottom, so it's got a lot of weight in the board as well. Yeah. Um, and that's my go-to. That's my statement Pretty much anything up to kind of waist to shoulder, um, and and that board will do anything here. It's absolutely phenomenal. I I can't praise big boards <laughs> enough. I think they're the the most. Uh, yeah, phenomenal boards to surf. They're, they're amazing. If it wasn't for one of my friends moving from San Diego to, to Noosa and bringing his being a, a levitator with him, I wouldn't have even had a clue about them. But uh, Matt, Matt Calvani shapes, you know, fantastic boards. Um, and especially being a Goofy-footer as well, there just seems to be, I don't know, there seems to be a balance of, of surfing on a wider board, a wider, heavier board. It just suits that style. And yeah. uh, I find that Sam Cruikshank, who's, who's a great surfer, he also surfs kind of pretty wide ones. And then there's Tim Crabtree as well. He's another goofy that surfs, you know, kind of big, wide, heavy California style boards. Yeah. They just suit style. But um, other than that, I've also got a, what is it, a 6'4 Alaya and a, uh-huh, a, uh, a, cool. yeah, a Tom Wagner um, Surfy, which is a traditional kind of belly board uh, made out of wood. Which uh, Tom Tom shapes. Yeah, which is so much fun, especially when it's a bit sloppy. And like I said before, when you're out with the kids as well, you can just muck around in the short break with it. The kids can have a go. Yeah. And you feel like you're still getting a few waves, even
0: when you're not bringing your uh, log down to the beach with you. Yeah, man. How? Yeah, so what is that? That's like, I mean, it's the same dimensions kind of as a billy board or a body board, but it's just yeah, kind wood, of, right? Yeah,
1: they're not, not as wide. Um, it's yeah. pretty thick as well. And, and Tom yeah. just shapes them perfectly. And just just you can just literally jump off, off, off the sand floor and, and this thing just goes. It's like a little rocket. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I have just as much fun as the kids on that. It's a great, great little board. Uh, right. I know I need boards in the quiver, and I'm already thinking about uh, something else to speak to Matt about for the bigger days. But you know what it's like with boards. There's always room for
0: another board. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't think you have room, you'll find room. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> I know, man. I know. I just actually right now I have a bunch of wood sitting on the side of my house because I need to build a little surf shack. Like I hit this oh, weird yeah, – I'm like,
1: everything in.
0: Yeah, like this weird critical mass of boards and you know, boards hanging on the wall, boards yeah. upright in the garage, <laughs> boards out back, boards under the deck, and like I can't really get rid of any of them and then you know, just I had to get rid of a couple, and now I got to get them out yeah. to make room for other stuff. So building a little shack. But yeah, you always kind of figure out how you can slap another board in your garage, oh, or your okay, house absolutely. somewhere. <laughs> so, so,
1: so, what would be your staple if you had one board? You know, that would get you. No, not not an all rounder, but one you would use the most. What's what's your uh, favorite
0: there? Gee, man, that's such a good question. I think if I had to, I'm really like kind of renaissancing out these days and kind of going back to my roots that I think I just surf better and again with my body and my knees breaking down and just everything else <laughs> as I, from years of yeah. abuse it's like
1: you yeah, know yeah. like
0: just an, a nice kind of nine footer you know that's something that yeah. I could still ride an overhead surf but I could also yeah. swing around on a three footer you know and have some fun on just something like that yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. how about you
1: Oh yeah, I mean th- this nine nine I've got. I just absolutely love. It's this the god? Is it the third third reiteration that Matt Cavani shaped? So tradition. Uh, I started with a, a, a stock levitator, and then each time I kind of tweaked it. Every time we reshaped, and this yeah. one just absolutely perfect. I I, uh, I don't think I don't think I could get a better board. I really don't. And that yeah, that's
0: beautiful board
1: for me. You know, I'm definitely gonna pick up a, a, like you said, a nine-footer, something for when the days are bigger here. I yeah. seem to find, especially recently getting into photography, that I when the days get bigger, I just don't go out. I just take photos. And and when, you know, it's medium or small or, or you know, just fun, those are the days that I'm out myself. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I do need something for the bigger days. We've also got a point break here called Granite, which is it's a long walk through the national park. My board's really heavy. See you to all the way around and nearly half killing yourself by the time you're getting there. Yeah. Or doing the really, you know, the sharky paddle all the way around where it's a bit spooky. But you kind of get around the corner and then realize how much more you've still got to paddle. Um Yeah, so yeah I need something that's going to fill that void as well.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, <laughs> you know, as we mentioned, and you touched on it too, you know, you, you land in Noosa and, and you, you, yeah. you land there for the culture. And it's a mellow place and you instantly get hooked into the ocean and surfing but also photography and again so you got a lot of shots and uh, of others what's neat about a lot of the shots you take is um I, I really enjoy how you you tag the person in the picture but also the board maker too the shaper which is yeah. cool. That's meaningful, yeah, you know. Um,
1: cuz I, I think the more information the better, you know, when someone sees a photo, you know, if they if they're local or if they live in the area then they might know the shaper as well and that might just get that that person in touch with that shaper and make a magical board for them and then everyone's happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's cool, man. Really cool. So, so, I mean, talk about that. You know, you, you said that mm-hmm. photography was something that you picked up recently with surfing. And so, how did yeah. you get into it? What are you doing with that today?
1: Uh well, see, I started photography at college many moons ago. And um, I did uh, photography and the history of photography as well. Um, I love the practical side of it. But when I was at college then, it was film cameras, um, learning how to develop film and to do your own prints and all those things and I absolutely loved it. I got a an old Pentax from my grandfather who passed that on to me and I, I, I fell in love with photography but over time I moved and you know I got into music and that, that kind of took a, a back seat and it wasn't until well, probably just under a year ago where um, we just got a new puppy and I've got a nine-year-old girl and a year old boy and I thought it would just be magical to, to get a nice camera and take some pictures and something yeah. to, to document the history of all of them together, the kids, the puppy and uh, as I was taking more and more photos, the new festival of the surfing was on and I, I took the camera down there and got a few snaps and I suddenly realised I'd forgotten about this, this love of being creative with photography mm. and that was it. Again, I said, you know, an 18 to 55 mil lens ended up becoming a fifty-five to two hundred and then that became yeah. hundred to four hundred and yeah the lenses just got bigger and bigger and, and pretty much dedicated to, to surf photography, which is great because it's it's another connection to surfing, but you're not getting wet, you know, you're on the you're on the side there, and you for me, because I know a lot of people in the surf, I know how they surf as well. So you're lucky to have that. That chance of knowing, you know, well, this person is good when they're on the nose. This person just looks yeah. absolutely beautiful when they're doing a bottom turn. You know, this person just has the most grace when they're cross stepping. And by knowing the surface as well, you kind of get those really, really nice shots of people looking comfortable. And I think that's the key when when I take photographs of people surfing is as long as they look comfortable and they're happy. That that's a good photo. It doesn't matter how yeah. good they're tricking. You know. Whether whether you're you're hanging heels, you know you're you're doing anything at all that's that's complicated, it, it's all dependent on the surfer. And some people look better on the open beaches. Some people look better on the points. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a lovely way of documenting everyone's style and having something there over time that you know that, that that will last the test of time. And and it's nice to be able to also give them photographs of themselves and. Yeah, it's it's lovely. It's lovely to document all
0: of this. Yeah, it really is. And it's a lot of fun, too. I, I don't yeah. do it much. I mean, I, I just got, like, a water camera this, uh, about actually, in December. You know, so I'll yeah. take shots of the kids and every now and then swim out and just take shots of people I don't really know. But it, it is fun to – it gives you a different perspective on surfing when you're looking at it through the eyes of somebody else. You know, you could, you could just be sitting yes. on the cliff watching somebody. But when you're – it feels, to me anyway, when you're actually really – analyzing not analyzing them we're really looking at them th- with the camera y- you're really yeah. focused hyper focused on that person and what they're doing and and really just kind of almost sharing that ride with them it's it's pretty interesting Absolutely. You
1: know? yeah it's, it's great that you can you can take a picture of that wave with that person on it and that's it forever you know you've got that you've got that photograph you got that proof and it's a, it's like someone's legacy through through photography yeah. which is yeah, it's a lovely thing
0: yeah, man. So, how how often are you going down and, and and shooting from the from the beach?
1: Well, every time I go for a surf, I chuck the camera in the car just in mm-hmm. case. And um, if I've got time on my hands, I'll try to. I'll probably cut my surf back, and I'll probably surf less, and then and then shoot down with the you know put the board on the car, grab the camera, and then run back to the beach and take some photos. But I don't usually spend too long out there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe half an hour to 40 minutes get some pictures and i know who's obviously because i've been in the water i know who's surfing at the time so you're like oh i haven't got pictures of this person before so you know i'll run back to the car grab that i'll focus on them for for five ten minutes on a few waves and try and try and get a really nice photo of them but um yeah i mean it's something that i could spend all day doing if i had the time if i could figure out how to fit it in but that's
0: not (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah man no for sure so do you have like a um a favorite surfer you know i mean it's probably pretty oh. hard but is there somebody who you know if there was one person you could shoot with who who would that be if you got one yeah. maybe a couple
1: i yeah i couldn't i couldn't say one i'll get absolutely hammered if i did but um uh, <laughs> uh, yeah no there's there there is good like i said before some of those names like i don't know if you even know some of these people but uh vince young who's who's amazing. There's Sam uh, Cruikshank who's goofy. I love uh, taking pictures of him. Cody Delaney, who's actually over in i see him, he's either in Oahu or, or in California at the moment. And he's phenomenal. He's probably, a, you know, he's in his early 20s and uh, he just pulls off things I I really don't think he's going to make. And you're yeah. thinking nah, no, he's going to bail on that. And he does it and it's just phenomenal, especially for photography. He's he kind of pushes the boundaries, and he defies what, what laws you think are, are. You know, laws of gravity, laws of anything.
0: Yeah. Wow. He seems
1: to be perched on the nose when you think no one could do it. And I love taking pictures of Cody. He's awesome. But, um, but then there's Jack, Jack Lawrence as well. He's another young guy who's, who's really shredding here as well. Um, and then girls like Mika as well. Mika's really graceful when she surfs. Mm. But I'm, I'm lucky. There's probably, you know, good good 50-odd surfers here that I can take pictures God. of with.
0: Oh. Man, yeah, you are for that. Yeah, absolutely. You're very fortunate in that sense. Like, again, yeah. I'm just scanning. If I just do like a hashtag search of Noosa, Noosa Longboarding, it's just that it's never ending the <laughs> amount of just like, r- just stylish epic shots men and women you know i mean it's yeah. it's I, you must get lost just sitting there taking photos and time just must go by so fast yeah you've got to be careful
1: sometimes you know but the sun usually tells you here <laughs> it's the sun's pretty strong and you get hammered
0: within an hour and hour so you know you've got to get out of the sun yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what about like is there one or two shots that you've taken that really stand out as like one of your couple of your favorites
1: yeah, there's one I recently took of Cody. Um, that was a tea tree a few weeks before he left, and there was really nice, kind of two to three foot clean swell coming through here. There was no wind on it, um, and he, he, like I said before, he was just perching in positions that I hadn't seen anyone do before, and he photographs really, really well. So there's one, yeah. one of there. I've, I've got a lot actually to put up on Instagram over the next month or two, but there, there's there's a few also where. I, I'm trying to catch the the atmosphere of the place, not just the surfer. And right. Hopefully I have, I'm not sure if I have or not, but I'll put them up anyway, and if people like them, perfect, that's that's great for me. Um, but I wouldn't say there was there was one specific photo of anything that, that was my favourite. Yeah. You know, I'm, only, I'm only, you know, my first year into taking photography again, now. you know, I'm start, starting in my old years again, but... Um, yeah. So a long way to learn and a long way to progress. And, you know, I'm sure the next step will be a water housing and I'll be in the water. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I I just love it. It's really, really, really nice. It's a great thing to do. And most surfers seem to be quite creative in their own way. It seems to be some type of calling for surfers to, you know, to have some other type of outlet, whether it's something in music, something in art, you know, know, whether it's culinary and they're a chef or, or anything creative, it seems to draw people to the ocean. So there's a lot of creative people here as well, which is which is great, especially photographers as well. There's Fenneth the King, she takes amazing photos up here. Tracy Norton, who's Let Me See, she she's phenomenal as well. So I'm kind of blessed to be surrounded by a lot of people in a lot of different creative outlets that all seem to excel at what they do.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. That's inspirational and it kind of fires you up. I mean, not only yeah. are you are you surfing next to inspirational people who are just ripping and just so stylish? <laughs> you're also taking photos next to people who are, you know, artistic and, you know, as well. But I mean, yeah. I mean, continue, continue on that because as you mentioned, it's like, you know, earlier, like then there's a big part of what you're up to too, is around music, you know? And, and so yeah. this transition over to that. I mean, talk about yeah. what you're doing with, with Zennheiser and, everything and we'll end up talking about kind of re- relating that back to just that sense of flow and being in the ocean but t- tell us what you're up to with your music
1: yeah so I, I started when i was 18 back in london and i started djing first and then that djing got into music production and then from then that got into remixing and from there it then slightly progressed into an online music business and now now it's sennheiser a, a pro, pro audio sample company um, so it's kind of progressed. It's the only thing I know. You know, it's what I've learned since I was eighteen, um, and and it's great. You know, I've been fortunate to to you know be in this business now for oh, I don't want to say how long, but it's decades and decades. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and and that's given me a lot of options. It's uh, given me the chance to see the world as well and see different places, um, and it's given me the chance to move somewhere here and find things that I totally forgot about, like photography, and, and a chance to, to get into something like surfing as well, which is fantastic. But yeah. you know, again, for me, music's my life. It's something I've always done, and it's something I probably couldn't be without. I, I'll keep doing it until I retire, and then probably still do it part-time. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Sennheiser's going from strength to strength, so I'm happy that's doing its thing. Um, so basically, the, the company supplies samples and loops and presets to producers and remixes to use in their tracks uh, depending yeah. on type of genre you know that, that that they actually produce and yeah I started that back in 2005 and uh, yeah so it's been about 14 years now and it's still doing well uh, that's we're, awesome we're, yeah it's, it's great and it gets me to I live in a place like Noosa but I'm still in touch with what's going on in Europe and what's going on in the USA, and, and yeah. especially those two, they're predominantly the biggest markets for, for dance music, so yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky in that instance as well.
0: Wow, man, that's so cool. And so then, are you day-to-day, are you, I mean, you have all the equipment, are you creating these samples, and you're mixing these, these beats and everything, and then putting them online for people to, to basically pay and download?
1: Yeah, so I started off making the catalogue back in 2005. It was, it was pretty much a thing that uh, there was only one or two other people doing it online at that time. Before that, everything was on sample CDs, so I tested the water and it worked. And initially, for me to progress and, and you know, expand the company, I, I, I was literally creating all the catalogue myself. But I had a studio back in London, so it wasn't too difficult. Um, and then moving over here, as the company's progressed, I've kind of taken a back seat to the creative side of it and more towards the, you know, the running of the company. So now we have uh, on roster, I will probably say around about fifty producers per year that, that are working on catalog for the site, and and they're spread out everywhere. So you know, it doesn't matter whether they're in Hawaii, Israel, um, Ibiza, yeah. or Australia or Germany. There seems to be people. Popped up everywhere in the world that that do good at that type of thing and predominantly it seems that those type of musics uh, Are dedicated to certain types of country like Germany's really good at techno. England's very good at drum and bass Um, uh, Israel's very good at psytrance. There's all these different music genres where different countries seem to excel at one type of thing So you can try and find the producers in those countries that work well with that style and yeah, we've released Probably a pack a week, and we've done that now for uh, yeah, for nearly fourteen years. So I think we we've got a pretty considerable catalogue, and and yeah, it's just ever evolving and ever growing as as these genres and subgenres evolve themselves. Then we have to keep up to date with what's going on in the world and the club scene, and and trying to keep on on that.
0: Yeah, man, that's cool. And uh, I'm, I, if you have a, a cool beat in mind, I'd love to put it on this podcast episode yeah, as yeah. intro music. Man, if you got if you got any laying around, you could. Uh... <laughs> I'll find I'll find
1: something. It's probably got to be something a little bit more relaxed. You wouldn't want something
0: too up tempo for this, would you? <laughs> hey, no, it's, so, it's got to be a bit. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be rad! I'd love to play some of your stuff, man. Yeah, no worries. So then, I mean, relate that back. I mean, what I'm curious about, too, I mean, give us the the kind of background. You know, you said you're from London. You're in this kind of music scene. What put you on the path to a place like Noosa in the first place?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, music started for me. I I wasn't even thinking about music. One of my friends uh, rocked up with a couple of turntables at his parents' house when I was about 17. And. Nice. I played on it, and I was hooked. I was like, oh, "I've got to get my own set." And then that progressed to sending in a demo tape to a radio station, and that progressed to getting a place there. And that, you know, it just it just evolved from from there. But um, there isn't really any connection between the music and London and and moving to Noosa. It just seemed to be a, a slow progression of where life took me. Mm. Um, I met my wife back in. Uh, it must have been 2004, I think it was, um, we were living in London and then decided we wanted to live somewhere else. Uh, somewhere obviously by the beach and uh, the deliberations were a few different places. We'd just come back from living in Thailand for a while and it was either going to be Spain, Italy or Australia. And I, I can't remember why we chose Australia but we did. And then moving over was pretty easy. It was just packing up and, and moving over this side of the world. Obviously, it's difficult to leave your friends and family behind. Yeah. But, um, but th- that was the move. We tried Perth first. We stayed there for three years. Felt very isolated in Perth. It's a very different side of Australia. Um, great place, right. but just wasn't right for us. And both of us had been to Noosa decades beforehand, separately, not together. And uh, there, there was something just... Incling in the back of the mind to go and have a look, and we went over, huh. had a look, and four weeks later we'd sold the house when we were moving over to
0: Noosa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah, it's, cool. it, it's a it's a very cool place.
0: Yeah, man. And so now, I mean, it sounds like your, your your roots are planted. You know, uh you've got the community around you, the surf community, but also you have you know your children and stuff. You have a nine year old you mentioned yeah. and a four year old. So 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 talk about that now. I mean, like, the importance of what you guys are doing with the ocean and the kids, introducing them them to the water and everything?
1: Yeah, well, uh, Australia in general is pretty much, you know, you, where you live is pretty much surrounded by water. So the kids learn from a very young age here how to swim and, um, you know, kind of water safety. Um, but for us, as I mentioned before, we're only living, you know, kind of three, four minutes from the beach. So at weekends, especially spring and summer and autumn, we're, we're down the beach nearly every weekend. They're mucking around in the ocean. Um, I I've, I've tried I tried with Daisy to, to, to get her more into surfing, but I think that kind of, I wouldn't say it backfired, but it definitely um, pushed her back a little bit. So with uh-huh. Quinn, I've been very gentle with him. I did want to get him on a wave before he was two, so I took him out on the front of my log at first point and caught a lovely wave with him into the beach, which I was determined to do. But both of them love the ocean. They're both, uh, so Daisy's got a, uh, uh, Five four foamy fish, and Quinn mucks around with the belly board I was telling you about, that's uh, shaped shape yeah, cool. And they've also got a couple of boogie boards, and um, we've also just picked up a Dick Pierce belly board from Cornwall in the UK as well, which um, oh, nice. we're quite, yeah, quite keen to try this summer. which should be fun, but uh, yeah, I mean the, the kids absolutely love the ocean. That I don't think they realise <coughs> just how lucky they are to be this close in such a beautiful place but you know they'll forget about yeah. traveling in their teens and 20s and realize how how
0: fortunate we all
1: are but
0: yeah they, they absolutely love it here yeah man no that's cool i can only imagine like growing up there <laughs> i mean uh like you mentioned like to them it's just what they know and you yeah because they're kids we always every kid takes everything for granted usually that they yeah. have and one day they'll look back and they'll go oh i was pretty lucky to grow up and use it without really. water and so close yeah man i mean so then you know what, what's cool too is like just the, the environment around you me being completely ignorant never having been That's to australia fun. which yeah. i hate even hate to admit having friends <laughs> from there and no people who are there and you know being water guy myself but like did I trip out on like the cool stuff that even like the monitor lizards and stuff I mean there's so many (laughs) neat critters running around where you're at too.
1: (laughs) Yeah especially when you walk to to granite or tea tree as well you walk through the national park and on the odd occasion you're lucky enough to look up and there'll be a koala in the tree above you Um yeah you get the monitor lizards they're really frequent there through the national park you'll also get some of the snakes you get pythons coming along the path while you're walking along on the odd occasion and when you're in the ocean as well, you know, there's there's turtles popping up. You get pods of dolphins coming past you. And, and this time of year is really good for whales as well. So we're pretty much surrounded by nature wherever you are, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. I, I'm seeing pictures that you guys have kind of a small dog. Do you guys ever worry about a python getting your dog? Is that a dumb question? No. Well, they, they, this
1: dog actually, our, our old dog passed away, and that's why we ended up getting the puppy. But previously with our old dog in our old house, we had everything in the garden. So we had monster lizards. We had pythons. We had tree snakes. We had red belly blacks, brown snakes, which are extremely poisonous, and, and they were just everywhere. Because we lived really close to the national park there, they would just come, come over from, from wherever they were, whether they were looking for water or food or whatever, and just rock through our gardens. Yeah, And it got to the point when we were living there, my office was outside, and I, I just got used to walking over a snake to get into the office. It just became normal, which is very strange <laughs> for me because I'm a London boy. So yeah. when I first moved here, I freaked out about everything. You know, the spiders are huge, the snakes are big or small. Even the small ones are extremely poisonous. You know, there's yeah. something to get you everywhere. But, but after a while, it just becomes normal. Then, you know, as long as you, you keep your distance from everything, they're, they're, they're happy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, so then, Tony. I mean, what's kind of what's this year looking like? Any kind of big plans, either with the family or trips or surfing or photography or what's what's next for you, man?
1: I think it's just a, a, a slow progression through everything. We just got back from Bali, which was lovely. So we had a nice uh, a nice family holiday there. Didn't actually surf where we were. It was in a surfy area, but it was yeah. nice just to go go and relax and enjoy time with the family and the kids. Yeah. Uh, this year, no, no other plans to get away for the rest of the year but definitely more into the photography I would say. I want to try and kick it up a little gear, try and see how much I can get into it and yeah as I said probably the next, the next stage would be a water housing just to get a different view of surfers and try something a bit different as well. Um, yeah. So yeah that would be it and it, you know what surfing's like, you never master it, you'll, you'll try your whole life but you'll always keep learning. You're always on a learning curve. And, uh, you know, for years and years, you, oh, I've got to learn how to cross step. Oh, I've got to learn how to hang five. Oh, I've got to learn how to hang ten. Yeah. You know, and everything's a step, a step, a step. And right. um, so, yeah, that's probably it for me, is just just getting out there and enjoying myself. And I think that will be, yep. I think for us now as well, we're hitting the kind of, winter lull where there isn't much swell. So everyone's getting a bit desperate. So we're going out on the small day. So I think everyone's just hanging out for spring to hit in, the winds yeah. to swing the right direction. And uh, that's what we're looking for for most of this year, really. But I'm blessed, you know, I'm so lucky. I live in an amazing place. I've got a great family, lovely people to surf with. So I, I'm just happy where I am. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. And it's great to yeah. recognize that too, you know? I mean, again, it's like, it's easy to kind of forget that those core there's core things about your life that um, you really fall back on that actually really do matter versus the bills and, you know, the other stuff that we we spend so much time f- obsessing on. It's like, you got it. It's great to be able to recognize that, man. So good yeah, for you. For
1: sure. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as we can get in the ocean and things are okay, then life's
0: good. Yeah, man. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, cool, Tony. Um, dude, this has been fun, man. And thanks for giving uh, thanks, me. Thanks, Josh. Like, even more kind of hype on the Noosa area, man. I think, uh, oh, yeah. you, you then now, now you've done one of these, you've definitely got to get out of here really. Yeah, you, you yeah, haven't man. Much choice. Oh, no, it looks so killer. And when I do, not if, but when man, I'll come and get a surf with you. <laughs> oh, for sure. Grab one of the
1: other big levitators. We'll get you out there straight away.
0: Yeah, man. Solid too. Yeah. Thank you. Well, so Tony, dude, this Legend. has been great. I really appreciate you sharing with us and uh, look, I'll put some links, um, to the zenheiser.com on there so people can check it out. And um, yeah, thank you. yeah, just been fun. Fantastic. Thanks,
1: George. You've been a lesson, Josh. Oh, lesson. Legend. It's that time of day, isn't it? I can <laughs> get words out
0: properly. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. All right, Tony. Hey, thank you so much, man. Thanks, Josh. All right. Cheers. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening uh, to another podcast episode. Can't do it without you. And uh, so thrilled to have you here supporting. Uh, myself and the podcast and all the guests, uh, continually always appreciate a positive, um, rating on your, uh, your podcast app, whether it be, you know, Apple podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it just helps, helps grow the podcast and, uh, spread awareness. So thanks for that. And then any, uh, social media mentions always super appreciative. And, uh, if you know somebody who you think would be great to have on the podcast to share about their ocean life, Please hit me up. I'd love to chat with them. Or if you think you'd like to, let me know. Uh, Email is josh at thisoceanlife.tv. All right. Thanks, guys.